Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Yeah, and then uh, I, I don't know if, because mine's so puny, I don't know if mine has that 30-second commercial uh, in the beginning or not. So, so anyway. No, I think the 30-second delay is mainly if you're monetized. Okay, well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not so we're, I think we're live. We're talking. Oh, shoot. I, it's supposed <laughs> to be on Rumble, and I didn't go get the code for it. Uh-oh. See, this is my morning. Good morning, people. Right. <laughs> Welcome to my house. Um, yeah yeah i got a time with the whole thing now that's right um i'll be getting another nasty gram from afro the mix over on on uh fountain fm he he nasty he gave me well he gave me he gave me like three thousand sats and then told Uh, me that it was he was tired he didn't like having to wait or something that i wasn't ready and he'll be back in a few weeks to to check out again to see if I'm doing any better. And I'm well, thinking, well, I mean, if he what? wants to pay you, you're complaining, that's okay. That's, you know? Yeah. Hell, your, so your I did one of those, yourself. like. Your trolls monetize themselves. Yeah. That's so, great. so that. I want trolls right. like that. So I used, I used his, uh, his account name, Afro.mx, for a, a discount for the rest uh, of the month. I saw the and, discount, um, but I didn't see why. So, hey, next time you do that, yeah, you story, yeah, wipe it up a little bit so we so we know why we're why we're. I did. <laughs> I did. You were there. It, it, but, wait a minute. Yeah. But, oh, fun I'm trying stuff, to fix this because I didn't go over to Rumble. You know, I mean that's. But anyway, if somebody wants to pay me to complain, they can. I, I'm just going to keep doing what they they wanted me to not do because they can keep paying me to complain. That's right. All right. Right. Anyway, let me not distract you. I know you got your show to start. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> well, it, it kind of already started, but yeah, for to just for one of these days, if I'm ever monetized and it needs to have that advertisement in the beginning, you know, there it is. We just we just blew that out. This for the podcast because I do record this and I do split the audio and I do make a podcast out of it. It would be episode forty-five. Wow. So 45 podcasts for me nice. over on Fountain. Congratulations. And uh, thank you very much. We'll be doing a 50th episode giveaway. Uh, and um, we'll use the StreamYard uh, giveaway tool. And so we'll have folks come in, uh, those who are live with us. Yeah, of course, you'll have to be there. I'll have three different things. I'll have a cup. I'll have two different types of cups. I'll have a tin cup. I have a ceramic cup with the Holstein House logo on it, and uh, I'll have a T-shirt, which I kind of have one on now, but I'm a little large for the view here. <laughs> um, and I'll do three different giveaways, and we'll have three different hashtags, and you'll have to put the hashtag in the comments. And then the uh, StreamYard uh, giveaway tool will spin and pick somebody out of that. So that's going to be fun. And then I'll, I'm, I'll get everybody caught up that March is my anniversary month. And we were talking about this a little bit on uh, 
on the lots project this morning and taking a little bit of ribbon on that. But yes, Mr. Holstein and I got married on St. Patrick's Day. It happened to fall on a Saturday, the Saturday of spring break. We were both adults going to college at the time and we decided to get married and, and do it during spring break. And that happened to be the day. Plus it helps him remember. It helps him. Now remember. you weren't, it wasn't after the St. Patrick's Day revelry that you decided this, was it? It wasn't no. like the let's go to the courthouse now type thing. This no, no. We, <laughs> no, no, we, we planned it that way but around the school calendar. We, we dated uh, a couple years before we got Well, that married. way, you know, you yeah. can always get cheap drinks on your anniversary if you guys want to go out. This is true. This is Just true. Make sure you wear green. Did you wear a green wedding dress? I hope uh, there was green in the dress, okay. but the, it, the wedding, it would be highly inappropriate in today's world because of his he of the native blood that he has in his uh, oh. DNA. Uh, we did a themed wedding uh, oh. with a tear dress and tear shirts and and um, uh, a native uh, Cherokee, the best that we could find oh. wedding ceremony. It's hard to find that. Yeah, uh, just uh, you can't just look it up and find it on Google. You yeah, have to kind of piece it together. If you're not being highly inappropriate, you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah, well, I've been inappropriate since the 60s, so mm -hmm. it's okay. Nice. Everybody's over in the comments here. You got everybody piling in this morning. Do I really? I haven't I looked that, because uh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I hit all these highlights uh, before go. I turn it over to you. And that's part of my still learning how to juggle all this. I don't have multiple screens. I do have um, a clapper going, but oh, I cool, almost cool. always get it. It's almost vulgar. Always vulgar stuff over there. So uh, I, I, I don't talk about it too on, much. I, try, I thought about doing that on TikTok too. It's, you just can't really do it on interviews because you've got. Well, I don't have enough people it. for to do it on TikTok. You got to have more followers than what I've right, got. But right. you know, when uh, when Brian was talking about you know doing it over there, I thought, hey, I'm gonna try that. But you know, I get a bunch of vulgar stuff. But that's okay. It's okay. I just ignore it anyway. But I'm not going to go through all the normal updates that I usually go through uh, because I do have my special guest here, uh, Josh, the renegade butcher. And um, Josh, we, Josh and I haven't actually met face to face, uh, but uh, we've been talking online through some of the uh, Telegram groups and, and the YouTube uh, channels and stuff for a few weeks now. And I asked him if he'd come on and, and chat a little bit about just some basic home preparation of standard cuts of meat and poultry and mm -hmm. stuff like, you know, um, cutting up a whole chicken and stuff like that. And then a little bit of non-standard stuff like, you know, tongue, beef tongue. Yeah, I don't, I don't fix that, but I, I've been interested in fixing it, and maybe some, some other odd little cuts that, that we don't tend to think about. But the one thing I almost always ask, because I have this big long list of people, like three that I've interviewed, <laughs> is tell me about Josh twenty years ago. What were you doing twenty years ago? Twenty years ago. Let me. Yeah, think. that's the out of ago. out of left field question that. Right. You know. Actually, 20 years ago, I would have still been in my late teens. So I was okay. at home. Let's let me think here. Um, man, 20 years ago was about right around uh, right around uh, when the World Trade Centers came down. Yeah. So that that I remember that I was uh, working mm -hmm. out in the garage and building random crap. I was that. Uh, sheltered homeschool kids so i read an entire encyclopedia and learned how to make explosives in the garage much to my parents chagrin so mostly it was that and i was uh, mowing lawns as my first job 
<laughs> Very good. Growing Very up good. in rural Illinois. Well, small town right on the edge. Okay. What was your first W-2 job? My first W-2 job would have been, I want to say when I was 17, I started working at the uh, little hometown. At the time, it was an IGA grocery store. IGA. Uh, IGA affiliate. It's just private owned. Uh, it was on the exact opposite side of town uh, that I worked on. And usually mm -hmm. I'd walk or ride my bike the whole six blocks. Um, I was on one edge of the city limits. They were on the other. So it tells mm -hmm. you about the size of the town that I was in. Mm -hmm. I think we had 950 people total. And, uh, yeah, I, I worked there for, oh, actually partway through college until I ended up uh, moving out and moving up north uh, a little bit closer to school. And, uh, yeah, I pretty much uh, almost ended up managing the place, worked in and out of everything except for the actual meat cutting. The owner did that. I, I'd help mm -hmm. him stock stuff and everything. I never, I kind of kept in grocery as a side work all through college and then came back to it later on after a few career switches, but never got into the meat side until I moved to Texas about eight, nine years ago now. What'd you major in in college? Electronics engineering, believe it or not. I got Ooh. the ham radio thing really young, too. That's another thing I was doing back in my teens. Uh, mm -hmm. Me and my dad both got into it. Uh, we're really involved with that and, like, the local weather spotting and stuff. Tornadoes are a big issue up there. So that was yeah. a big part of that uh, that culture. And uh, I actually was president of the ham radio club in the county for a while. So Very good. All group of guys. But, uh, yeah, I was a nerd. The president. Still am. <laughs> Electronics, uh, yeah, that my husband has an associate's degree. That's what he was taking uh, at the West Virginia State. Well, at the time, it was Community and Technical College. It's West Virginia State. Um, it's just West Virginia State University. WVU doesn't say state. It's just w West Virginia University. That's the Mountaineers. Yeah. That's the one that goes all over the world with their football <laughs> team. West Virginia State is... Uh, was a it still is historic uh black college and uh, oh, yeah. it is was local for all of us it was a community college local nice. uh, for all of us but he's done very well with his degree so yeah I um, to go to a, it was a technical school which was great because it was all career focused and i didn't have nearly all the prereqs i just had to like basically pass yeah what was it math engineering type questions and stuff so we had one of those here i can't remember the name of it um itt was it itt technical college yeah, yeah, there's quite a few of them around there. Uh, mine, mine was Hamilton Tech, but uh, they mostly did, uh, they had an electronics program. I think they had CAD and they had medical coding that they really focused that on. That sounds like the same structure as I Very similar, very here. similar ideas. Because yeah. like, yeah. they only, they gave you just what you needed for the degree program. None right. of the fluff, no art, I think no ITT was more of like a franchise. Nerd alert. Small ones, different areas, yes. No, they opened up a bunch of different small uh, community colleges, I think, all around that were tech-focused, uh, but they were like a franchise of it. This was just like a small independent tech school, but very much the same structure, same idea. I had some great instructors, though, some great uh, teachers. Um, in my, my homeschooling career in the high school days, we were doing a lot of uh, correspondence type stuff, and I'd get into all kinds of, all kinds of shit that disagreements with the people grading my stuff, philosophical and religious disagreements, yes. and it would oh, knock points, even that. though I was technically right, yeah. or it's that you didn't show your work the way we wanted type stuff. Yeah. So it was yeah. really refreshing when I ended up getting into that uh, that level, and the instructors totally different. They don't care how you show your work; they'll show you how to do the work sixteen different ways, as long as you get to the right end result. So right. that's about the time I realized that I'm not actually retarded; I'm just different. <laughs> you know brian's having a blast trying to troll oh he you. is yes i expect he's, he's trying to, to troll you 
He said that I majored in whiskey and women. No, no, that yes, was actually yes. the after college days, I believe. <laughs> and then Mike says you were avoiding being shipped off to the Marine. I guess it's the Marines, what he's saying. Probably, yeah, yeah. Or... Well, no, no. no? I, uh, I debated that a little bit too, but no, I, I, it wasn't uh, in me to go that way just for philosophical reasons, not that I have anything against the military. I'm just, I don't like anybody telling me what to do. <laughs> you know that's a common thread in these in these yes that's right because I'm very much very much the same way and I I have had a lot of difficulties in jobs I was although a, I, I was just before I knew what it was it's a yeah. problem yeah. with authority or whatever but it's just <laughs> literally I I want to be able to make that choice and if it comes down to it I, if I've got to kill somebody I want to damn well know that was my choice not because someone else told me to I've got to live oh, with that they don't well you know? yeah. So, yeah. so Mike says, no, he meant the Middle East. Not ah, Middle East. East. Well, so, same yeah. thing. So, yeah. The, the Marine in the Middle East. <laughs> this, this is true. But this either way, true. yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. I I'm not, the Middle East. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not full. I'm not full. And I, I only use the, the, this direction as an example, not to imply that they're right. leftist or anything, but I, I'm not full on anarchist. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I, and I've said this before out loud and in, in public that I, I'm conservative leaning libertarian, oh, but yeah. I, I do, I believe there are roles for the government. I just don't think there's as many as ever the rest of the government. You what they call are. a minarchist. You, you believe in minimal, yeah, minimal yeah. government. Yeah, yeah, that's that's they have all kinds of terms for it. And I hate terms. I hate labels. I hate yeah. boxes. So I'm just yeah. me. But, you know, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. And, and, and we we uh, uh, Brian was talking a little bit about swearing this morning when he first got started. And and I, I just don't don't do it. Y'all can do it if you I, it's it's on you. It's not on me. But, you know, I, I just don't swear. Oh, no, I very fine. rarely, let me just say, I very rarely swear because there have been times I have let a few fly. Oh, if any of you viewers I know a few of way them. over to my podcast tonight, just know I'm probably going to swear. It's most. Oh, you're going to. It's just, that's how if you I are. can make it through this interview without swearing. You should be very impressed. Well, you made it. You made it through the first few seconds. Right. Of, well, I, so, yeah, there we go. kept that eight seconds so you can maybe eventually monetize. Yeah. This I, episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that might happen. I'm not going to like fight it, but I, I'm not going to. Right, right. It'll be a long time yet. Oh. But uh, is that why you have not installed moon? Oh, see you. Ronaldo. Ronaldo's oh, after yeah. me. Let, let me get, let me get Brian through uh, a little bit of what he came here for. Uh, because I don't like being told what to do. I haven't, because Ronaldo told me to, to, to use moon i guess you pronounce uh, it moon m-u-n i think that's how it's pronounced yeah i haven't so, personally used that wallet myself but yeah that's what i use but it, i've heard good things about it <laughs> but uh let's let's talk a little bit about butchery and home butchery and yep. that stuff and then we can we can go off to uh to some of the other stuff so yeah. uh because we're 15 minutes in almost and we haven't talked about oh, butching anything yet <laughs> about butching yeah <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have any specific questions? I don't mean it's San Francisco butching either. Right. Do you have any specific questions or you just want me to kind of dive into it? No, just a little bit of general. Um, I'm, you know, a lot of the the people who are going to be um, picking up on this most likely aren't as far into like uh, smoking meats and all that. Right, right. As detailed as you are, they're going to be closer to the, you know, I don't want to say just getting started, but min minimally. I mean, you, you run out to Walmart, pick it up. But 
I want people to understand, and I know there's other YouTubes on the exact hows and stuff like that, uh, mm -hmm. that, that it is, it can be cheaper, obviously depending on price, to do a lot of this yourselves. And what right. are some of the larger cuts that you could get at the grocery? And it doesn't have to be a whole lot, maybe one pork, right. one beef, one, one chicken, yeah, yeah. That, that you can pick up and, and actually trim up and cut yourself, you know, and get four or five meals out of instead of just one or two, like if you Absolutely. ran out and bought a Absolutely. package of chicken. I love bread. stuff like that. Um, and social media has been really good for that. It has a lot of, there's a lot of downfalls to social media, but uh, one of the really great things I've been seeing a ton of lately is a lot of content on exactly that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if you're looking into stuff like this, um, follow Renegade Butcher. Uh, yes, but check yes. out our Telegram group. We talk about stuff like that all the time. Mm -hmm. But if you're on places like YouTube or TikTok or something, there's some really good content creators out there. Meat Dad's great. That's like his whole focus. He's a retail butcher and he's mm -hmm. always teaching people how to do this by the larger cuts. I try to focus on that a little bit too. Uh, but as far as just regular stuff you can buy from the store and break down, you had mentioned whole chickens. That's uh, right. that's one. It's really better to show a video of how to do it. I can kind of talk mm -hmm. you through it and it'll make more sense if you see it. But I can share you some videos probably up in your group too on some, some really well done ones I've seen lately. Um, but chicken, obviously, if you can buy it whole, typically you can buy it for way less per pound than you would buying the actual parts and pieces. There's exceptions, mm -hmm. but you have to know what to do with all of that. So once you've parted it out, you know, uh, it feels like you're wasting it because you're buying it with the bones in. That's what people always justify when they're buying boneless, skinless breasts. Save the bones, make stock out of them. There's a way to use every part of that animal. Um, but do pay attention to those prices on the shelf. Sometimes buying that large piece isn't actually even saving you that money. Or if it's 10 cents off a pound and you got to trim off quite a bit of extra fat that's on there, you may not be. Most of the time you are. The ways that I see the most value are going to be things like a pork loin. You buy a whole pork loin. Sometimes I can find a whole boneless pork loin for a dollar to two dollars a pound. Yeah. Right now, I think my local store has it a buck, a buck eighty a pound. Um, you know what that is? That's one big log of boneless pork chops. You mm -hmm. don't, usually don't even need to trim those things up. You can just straight cut steaks, lay them on a cutting board, cut them to your preferred thickness with a sharp kitchen knife, and you're done. And those boneless pork chops are selling for. Three to four dollars a pound right now so oh, wow. right there that's a huge savings mm -hmm. um in fact they were so cheap a couple years back they were down to a dollar a pound i went and bought like 20 pounds of just pork loin and turned it all into like marinated fajita meat you know I would. yeah and i honestly i i know that it's kind of like yesterday evening's uh uh brian's show yesterday evening it's i know that why didn't i think of that Right. Well, yeah, I mean, pork loin the, just the convenience is there. It's mm -hmm. easy yeah. to, to just grab the pack of pork chops. But mm -hmm. if you're doing a lot, if you're cooking a lot or like you, you're cooking for other people, you need to have mm -hmm. some bulk amount. Yeah. You have to save every penny that you can. And it's not that much work. Um, we've just kind of gotten away from, from right. doing that so much at home. Uh, pork butt is another really good one, but that's one typically you're going to cook whole. As far as the beef side, uh, we covered this a little bit around Christmas because prime rib roasts will go on sale a lot. Of right. Time. Catch them a really good deal because they've got them out there in bulk. Mm -hmm. Well, prime rib roasts, ribeye. Mm -hmm. So you can literally just cut that rack of ribs off if you want and have that. And that's, they call it the beef back ribs. It's the baby back ribs off the beef. Mm -hmm. which is great. Or if you want to leave it bone in and just cut between the bones with your knife, you basically end up with tomahawk steaks or cowboy steaks, big bone in ribeyes. Mm. Uh, but that heart muscle on that is just your ribeye meat. 
So it's not hard to break that down. Um, I did a full breakdown video back in my group right around Christmas on that. And I, I ended up with a bunch of steaks. I had two huge steaks. I kept one for myself and I sent one for Brian and Corey. They talked about, I think they had it on new year's. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that turned out really good but all the different little trim and everything that came out of it and what i did trim off of it i turned that all into ground beef so if you've got a small yeah. hand grinder or something at home i tell you what, you can buy brisket uh, when it's on sale for a lot of times under the price of hamburger and grind your own fresh at home you know i get into that a little yeah bit. i wouldn't have thought about using the brisket to do that yeah yeah or or those are perfect for making a, if you take a pork butt you can almost uh -huh. debone it cut it up, run it through the meat grinder, add some seasoning to it, and you've got breakfast sausage. Right yeah. there. That's all it takes. That's really all it takes. It's that simple. Yeah. So that's, um, true. So that's, that's one on pork. That's one on beef. Um, trying to think. Uh, we, we covered poultry, so I'm not going to try to tell you how to break down fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I... I a lot of stuff like that and a lot of different, uh, different things that do come up. I mean, when we talk about beef cuts, we could spend next three hours talking about all the different cuts of them but yeah and it's hard without visuals like you said to it is it is that's that's the that. struggle for me running a podcast on this you know it's hard for me to film the stuff and do it but it's also hard for me to produce a podcast and i can't sit in my car and show you how to cut me right. so i wish i had a better day to connect to the shop and i could do some more lives like that but we'll we'll do what we can you could you could always pre-record it i guess right but that's why the groups are so cool too because i there's so much discussion in in-depth technical stuff we had uh clark deacon joined the other day on there because he was in tim mm -hmm. group asking about it's his first time butchering sheep and i was mm -hmm. like hey man go join the group if if i can't answer you there's another butcher over there too there's multiple people in the group and lots of people who have been through this and it's exactly the content we need in that group so and mm -hmm. we had that he was in the middle of that his first one went a little rough second one went a little bit better we had multiple people dogpiling information there so it's a great resource for as you're getting into that you can go guys hey guys what do i do yeah yeah i uh I, mine always go rough i don't i don't cut them enough to, to never, it takes practice. I don't, it's practice makes perfect yeah that's very true one of the things that I, when i do a video because of the older house and all this and i don't have a camera kitchen or whatever i almost always will start with welcome to my not pinterest ready kitchen because right. i have an older stove it looks terrible mm -hmm. even though it is clean it looks terrible because it's worn but and this falls into one of my favorites is it's got a standing pilot light it doesn't need electric to light. The I stove. miss the old gas stove like that. It is, it, yep. and and you know people say, well, mine does too. Well, you or or they can start theirs with a match. Yes, but you can't start. You can start your electric start oven with a match, but it but doesn't the first, have the pilot light, right? Right, and the first time it reaches temperature and it kicks off, because you know they kick off when yep. they reach temperature and kick back on to save gas. So unless you're running that full blast the whole time, yeah, relight it. Yep, every few minutes. Yeah, and that's they're not nobody's going to do that. But that's yep. that's just one of the my things, you know. Everybody has their things, and, and it's all electric down here. Uh, there's yeah. very little little gas appliances, and I miss it. I, I really yeah. miss cooking on. It's why half the time I like to uh, cook on a propane burner, or, mm -hmm. or I'll just do stuff in the smoker because I prefer yeah. that. I feel I find it easier to regulate that temp. 
Yeah, and I like, of course, I use a lot of the old cast iron and stuff, I and I like that better on the, and I, I've used cast iron on a glass top ceramic stove, ceramic yeah. top stove, but you got to be very gentle. You I've got a coil burner electric right gentle. now. It works okay for cast iron, and in fact, I exclusively use cast iron for most of the stuff that I do on that mm -hmm. because it will, it's a buffer for that heat fluctuation. It's not yeah. an even consistent heat electric stoves uh it, it pulses on and off so when you're trying to get the right temp to sear a steak or something mm -hmm. you know that cast iron pan is going to maintain a fairly even temperature yeah. while you yeah. know i just throw whatever cheapo walmart skillet on there yeah. it's going to be 300 degrees one minute and 550 yeah. minutes yeah philippine nomad said that mike said that they that people going back a little bit so they can roast mutton lamb and goat oh yeah i've They'll, never, uh, I've never cooked right? any of those myself yeah. I've had they're, them, but I've never cooked them myself. They're so. very similar. Rewilder Live, hello. Very similar to venison, just a little bit fattier, typically, if they're farmland. So, so venison and lamb, mm -hmm. and goat, they're all a a cousin, for lack of a better term. They're all the similar. Yeah. But they don't have the, sh what is it, the shoulder blade or the, uh, what is it that lets a, uh, that you, that you can harness some no no goats you can harness but the sheep you yeah. can't harness i've never because tried there's something in the, in the i know they use uh they use reindeer in some places as a as oh, uh, plays and stuff too it's probably more of a size type thing um from the butchery side of it cutting up uh once you get past the the skinning and gutting portion actually mm. portioning out and cutting up goats sheep all very very similar um yeah. both four-legged critters kind of come apart the same way yeah we just call them different things when they come apart. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So um, Brian's trying to troll you again. He's of course Starlink. Brian. Yep, I would Starlink. love that. I would love that. Um, it's expensive, isn't it? If people want to uh, throw enough money my way and buying spices, <laughs> you know, make it worth my while. We'll get some Starlink going. <laughs> we have to get those communities where we've got a, a thousand people each paying a dollar a month or something. Build like up that. to that point, right? Right. Well, hey, if. I Spice club built up going here. There you we'll go. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I did this on purpose. Look, oh. look, look. That uh -huh. came, hey, that's came right. yesterday. yesterday. I yeah. did show that picture yesterday. Good this time. is the sweet, uh, sugar free sweet breakfast sausage. Mm -hmm. I haven't obviously haven't opened them, haven't used them yet. I will. Yeah. Uh, it says it makes 10 pounds. I'm going to make the assumption that about a quarter teaspoon will do it for one. It says yeah. use point it's, uh, three nine ounces. Per pound. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can measure that low. If you've got I mean, a food scale, just get it down to close to 0.4. It's I do, but every time I use it, I feel like the feds are watching me. Oh, right. uh, and rooster dust, rooster oh, dust, yep. mild. Yep. So exactly. yeah, that came yesterday. I was tickled. Cool. I was tickled to get that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be timing. trying it. Good timing. I've got a um, day before the show. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I probably yeah I should have uh, tried to cook with it, but I haven't yet. Ah, there so you go. yeah, but. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, oh, odd pieces of meat, like ah, uh, yeah. Well, what I like to call in the butcher world offalls, like O F F A L S, uh, stuff you're not usually typically used to, organ meats and mm -hmm. things like that. You mentioned tongue; that's actually really popular down here. It's really popular in like Hispanic communities and old uh, Creole style cooking too. Um, you don't see it a lot used in. Uh, he weighs his coffee every morning, 49 grams of legal drugs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I gave well, up weighing mine years ago when I accepted the fact that, that I have an addiction. Right. 
the scale is it's just absolutely necessary on the volume that i'm doing when i if i'm oh yeah no yeah the amount of sausage you've got to be accurate too people expect consistency so uh yeah uh as far as the the beef tongue that's a tricky one and i've never i won't say that i've ever cooked a beef tongue i have ate them multiple times i'm not averse to eating them i can tell you right now they do uh they call it taco de lengua down here and uh, Ah. tongue it's very very good yeah yeah um yeah it's uh they Typically, what they end up doing, though, is you leave that tongue whole and they boil it for a while. And that outer yeah. skin of the taste buds, then they can peel it off and then they'll they'll cook it and basically kind of shred it. The te- texture is a little bit firm and different, but it's 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 you throw it on a taco or something. You really don't know. It's very rich, uh, flavorful meat. It's, so you you don't you, you don't grind it for like you would have. Um, no, typically beef for tacos of, uh, or something like no, they, they usually will boil it, peel that, and then continue. If they need to cook it further, they will, or they'll roast it or smoke it. And sort of like like pulled, almost like uh, like pulled beef, mm-hmm. shredded beef in a way. I don't know. I can't say that I've actually had it. I have yeah. watched a lot of uh, shows when of, of it being cooked. And, and yeah, yeah. They, they all boiled it first to, yep. To, yep. to get that outer tough. You know, We've got a pretty there, heavy uh, Hispanic population down here, so there's yeah. a lot of that cooking. It's a lot, it's a big cultural thing. If you want to eat some good Mexican food, uh, Texas is a good place to come oh, try yeah. it if you want something authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the Tex-Mex blends of it too. So that's uh, th- there's quite a few opportunities to try it down here. In yeah. fact, if you are raising animals and you have extra tongues laying around, there's a lot of people that will barter those to some of their friends mm-hmm. that will make sure they take care of them when it cut the time comes there's mm-hmm. it, it's in demand that and hell they'll even buy whole whole beef heads and things like that because they like to just cook those down those odd cuts that's a, a part of their culture they use the whole yeah. animal and they're used yeah to we that. should really and we you can't typically unless you're going to like a, a hispanic market you don't just go into a store and buy a lot of those cuts you mm-hmm. can't buy a whole pig head off the shelf no you can't and and we were talking the other day about it that um we uh mr holstein and i um ordered a half a hog or pig i don't know i know there's a difference but i guess it's size i don't know but anyway we ordered half of one and right. i i mentioned that i kind of would like to have these other pieces and the butcher was like oh no we use all that for it so he kind of didn't want to i don't know get rid of it and they just didn't want to i don't know or they did they probably didn't want to take the the time to save it during the slaughter portion a lot of that they would just when they're gutting it they'll take it they'll throw it in the bone barrel he probably has enough volume going through there mm-hmm. he already knows he's not going to remember to tell that kill floor guy we've got to save that stuff or they just don't want and to it, with it and it may not have been um petunia that that, that i that i bought That's it may possible. not be petunia that i get they just Depends know how much yeah, yeah it just it, how much it weighs and then make sure that i get the same i know one one way we get a few things smoked like the bacon and stuff and i know it takes a lot longer so we're that's what i'm in the process of doing well, right now with some uh yeah. some wild hog that uh, was worth messing with is finishing out the bacon and the in the hams and are you you're not concerned about you're not concerned about parasites and stuff with the wild wild boar it it really depends on the pigs um it really depends on how they're uh how they're raised the environment that they're in Mm -hmm. i don't think there's going to be a significant difference between wild pork that's eaten off someone's cattle feeders and someone's pasture raised pork that they're supplemental feeding you know 
it's mm. they're in the same environment they're still a pig uh they could carry parasites but so could your deer so now are you, you are you di differentiating between wild and feral wild feral kind of colloquially the same thing uh wild pigs that are, are have gone feral are the same mm -hmm. species they are domestic hogs right. that have naturalized right. to an area so there is know... a, there may be a difference in how they finish out mm -hmm. uh and how they look but they're not actually a different type of pig um and the reason i was asking i i've, I've seen it on you know some of those shows that you watch every now and again uh, but I also know in southern West Virginia, there is a population of feral hogs. And I know there's a season, I don't know if it's a season season, but there is a, a season when you're allowed to hunt them. Um, and, but I've often heard that they, that you have to be careful of parasites with them. Now these, I don't think would be like sneaking in the cattle feed. Maybe they are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I uh, I've not been around them much, but I didn't. I'm sure it's possible. I've seen yeah. pictures of guys that have, have cut them open and they found they found worms in the meat and stuff like that. But that can happen with your domestic pigs too, depending mm -hmm. on the conditions you keep them in, what is, whether or not you worm, what they are or aren't eating. Mm -hmm. um, hogs love to eat acorns. If they're foraging where there's natural oaks and whatnot, the tannins in those acorns are a natural dewormer. And that's probably mm -hmm. a big portion of other than, you know, it's a, it's a big crop that they could feast on. Uh, you'll see animals go for things like that that will kind of naturally worm themselves. I can't say I have ever cut up a wild pig personally that was full of parasites. Okay. You know. Because we're, again, you know, we're so far removed, and, and me as well. I don't, I never, oh, yeah. I never accept myself from things, except I can't father a child naturally. Right. Um, I, I, I don't, I have, uh, I have no experience with, the feral animals and i but i also know that if even if you raise your own um you have to be careful that you cook it thoroughly even in today's world because you right, you right. may not but and the, the pre-cooked stuff that you get at the store you don't worry about it as much right. because they've already but then you if you if you buy half of a hog like we've done and and then what you're getting is absolute raw that's not been pre-cooked at all so yeah. you have to be very careful to get it modern get pork it is not near as big of an issue or as much of a concern because people are so picky on how we do raise these animals it's not mm -hmm. the main concern years ago was trichinosis mm -hmm. uh, there's i don't think there's been a known case of trichinosis from pork since the 80s really that i'm aware of um but cooking it correctly yes cooking it thoroughly does take care of that when it comes to the bacon and the hams that smoke portion i i temp everything as i cook it and it all comes up to a minimum of 145 usually a little bit higher internal temperature so it's fully cooked at that point Mm -hmm. uh, to where it's food safe and you won't really have to worry about that plus that curing process i do use a little bit of curing salt in there to prevent botulism while i do that so yeah. that does help a lot of it i mean when you soak something in salt sugar and a little bit of curing salt for an extended period of time till it penetrates the entire meat and then you smoke it to a safe internal temp if that if you get sick from that you probably didn't get sick from the parasite <laughs> you know yeah yeah I yep. saw somebody, um, what was it on? It was on something that was talking about that they had just gone through some, they thought they had gotten some food poisoning. And I thought, yeah. I've heard you talk about how you can your food. I'm not that, surprised. 
fast. Right. <laughs> so More there's a lot of not handling practices after it leaves yeah. the liquor can be, I mean, honestly, probably have a bigger impact than anything else. Yeah. Uh, there's, why do you think if you buy a fresh cut and then you bring it back, maybe depending on their policies, they may take that back, but it goes in the trash. They don't, because once it leaves their, yeah, their custody, exactly. they can't guarantee that that was held at a proper safe temp. They don't know how right. long it was sat out. They don't know if you touched it, what you exposed it to, what your mm-hmm. your conditions are. There's a lot of things that can happen, contamination after the fact, right. that are way more likely to give you food poisoning than, you know. I yeah. mean, you may have somebody crazy who has to wash all of their chicken breasts and they spread <laughs> that all over their kitchen and then yeah. they cook a salad. Not thinking about Yeah, it. and if you, if you, um, chain of custody of my food is a real concern. Yeah, see, so there this this rolls into the area of where i'm not quite as upset about government as some others there's some basic uh uh commercial food sanitary standards um i mean what you do in your own kitchen is your own business right but you know if i'm going to the store and i'm buying I don't want it to have some, you know, something right. in it that's going to make me sick. So I'm, I'm you know, on the you, fence, and I, I I kind of live in both worlds when it comes to that. Yeah, I've seen that, the I'm good and the there. bad on both sides of the argument too, firsthand. I'm I've with been you there. Through, through all of that, I've I've dealt with how difficult it is to deal with the government, the USDA, and the state health departments, and things like that to do basic stuff that I feel is a human right. But at the same time, when I go and buy something off the shelf at the grocery store i it does make me feel better knowing there's some minimal standard that has to be supposed to, to be, yeah. for somebody where i have meat that i have no way of knowing where it came yeah. from how it was handled that somebody i just have to trust that somebody yeah. didn't do something funky you know yeah. and but we don't same, teach this same time i would like to have the freedom myself to make that yes. personal choice that if i don't want to have to adhere to those standards if i'd like yeah. to buy directly from a farmer who does it himself and i can walk in and observe what he's doing that i can make right. that choice and he has the right to offer those services i think right somewhere where it comes to retail hands off that just you're you're going in and buying it off of a shelf somebody is somewhere whether or not that's government or in a somebody say an organization where you voluntarily say, look, I, I am committing to this level of inspection that I care about my customers. There's more right. than one way to solve that problem. Yeah, I agree. But it, it, there needs to be something. There needs to be the, some level of assurance that right. we, we know. Right. The volume of, 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 of science and the, what you ha- the, the average farm can't do, you know, to, right. to, te- to oh, no. determine what are safe. To, now, I, I get that um, uh, the, the, the raw milk argument, for example example in west virginia you can you can trade in raw milk if you buy into the herd share so if i buy into a herd share right, in right. another community i can have milk off that based on whatever i buy into um, but what right, one right. of the things that people forget is that we don't teach in our schools home ex we don't teach the type of hygiene and things anymore and, and you don't teach that you don't right. you know leave your meat sitting on the counter and it's not okay to wipe the little things that are wiggling on it off and, you know and what tim we need to teach them what we temperature to that. cook we need to educate that more and You're sadly right. that's that's been left out of the school yeah. so it's left to people like you know with youtube channels and podcasts to try to teach people basic stuff that we should have known years ago everybody was involved in this stuff you would yeah. be out there yeah. 
two generations ago, you'd be out in the pasture helping grandpa slaughter that cow because it takes the village to get it done. And it's going to take the village to eat it because we don't have refrigeration. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Now, Brian's over here fussing and gagging about my government inspected processor let rabbit crap in my package. We talked about that. That is, that is a human error. And there is always going to be a human, happen, a human element until we get from, full AI and it gets sentient, you know. <laughs> I will say from the, uh, the flip side of that, too, having dealt with government inspections and that level of it, there's an insane amount of paperwork that's involved. It's very, very costly. It's very, very time consuming when it comes to the small processor. But I've also worked with inspectors that literally knew less about what they were doing than I did. Yeah. I worked I, with I inspectors that say that I every day it. they come, they show up to work with me, they learn something new. And I'm like, you're supposed to be making sure I know how to do my job. But, but see what happens there is they've, they've reached the minimum requirement right to be fired and you have to build a case against them to fire them. And right, so right. Just, I won't ever say that those know. inspectors didn't know what they were doing or couldn't function in their job or yeah. whatnot, but you know, that that's the other thing though, too. I'm a nerd. I learned as much as I possibly <laughs> could about this job. When I got into it, I was mm -hmm. obsessed with learning every little detail about it. Mm -hmm. So when the inspector shows up and they're looking at me for some guidance, that wasn't super encouraging to me either, but I'm not, and I'm not saying that all inspections like that. But there, yeah. there's such a growing need as yeah. the demand increases for that. They're hiring and hiring and hiring new people. You can't always necessarily rely on that government official somewhere didn't make a mistake. Yeah. And we've done a lot of cutbacks on that, too. A lot of these yes. big processing yes, plants, they dialed it back to where the yeah. actual workers themselves do the majority of inspection. Mm -hmm. And the one inspector that's in in-house He's come down the line and sees the yeah. end results. He doesn't see what was trimmed off. He doesn't see how it was handled before that. He just yeah. visually inspects and sees those results and right. signs off on. Yeah. So, and we also food is different now. We you you right. see it um, you see it especially with tomatoes. The different varieties of tomatoes. Some of them are high acid. Some of them are low acid. Yep. I have a friend who I th I think a lot of, but I tell you I would never eat anything she home canned because I've seen her do things that are just. Yep just not right especially with today's uh the difference in i mean oh yeah grandma used to do that in the 1900s yeah right mm -hmm. uh -huh. grandma you know put a lot of people the 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 soil different the food was different yeah. the canning you know, debate gets interesting there are some people that swear you can do some stuff that's not quite yeah. usda i think there's yeah. They probably err way more on the side of caution there. Yeah. But yeah, there's stuff you really want to be careful with because botulism and, really will kill you. And there's and there's, there's no people, there's no cure to it. Right. And there's there's YouTubes <laughs> well, there out is, there all over the place. The there you go. Um, you, there's YouTubes out there that t tell a lot. And uh, this comes back to failure to provide the basic educations in yep. uh, in in school because you're not doing it at home. There's very right. few real i mean if you look at the population of the united states and you do all the math and, and everything yeah the farm community agriculture community still you know on the ball knows what's going on right. the cities and stuff they don't and these young people who are getting into government jobs and and you know uh, uh into positions of power have no clue how it works out in the rest of the world and right. so even you mentioned bone stock earlier and i love bones but but mm -hmm. we don't tell people that you know Okay, so you're going to crack the, the big bones to get to the marrow. You could potentially be uh, contaminating your kitchen when you do that because, you know, those raw yeah. bones and that raw marrow, there's, there could be stuff in there. And so oh, you yeah. need to That's sanitize right. all your surfaces after you do that.
Wash but how many it. people just kind of wipe stuff off with a with a, right. a rag that's been in the dishwasher? The whole, the whole washing the meat thing. It's like you first of all, you're not doing anything if you're washing mm -hmm. your chicken breasts in your sink. You're spreading <laughs> whatever might have been on there to every other surface that you touch and that you got wet and yeah. splashed everywhere. Yeah. And guess what? If there's bacteria on that chicken, it's still in the yeah. damn chicken even after you hit it with water. Yeah, cooking yeah. it will actually yeah. kill that though. That's yeah. why we cook our food. Yeah. You know. Uh, but people, like you said, people are not educated. People don't know because yeah. we've been so separated from our food. Right. Everybody's now focused on this idea of maybe we can't rely on these systems. Maybe we need to mm -hmm. be a little bit more self-reliant. We should get closer to our food. Well, that also means taking personal accountability. Yeah, I mean, you need to yeah. educate yourself and learn what's going on. And Rachel hit that down there in the comments too, where she said she supports the small butchers or do it herself for yeah. that reason. It's good that we have a level of inspection when it comes to the retail cuts and things like that. But if you are truly concerned about it mm -hmm. and you want to really know, you need to take some level of personal accountability. And I feel a lot better going directly to the place that does my butchery or knows how the animals raise, being somewhat involved with it. If I'm not doing it myself, I want to know that I can trust these people. Yeah. And she's, like she like, mentioned. Oh, look, they, they seem to know what they're doing. They've got a nice clean facility. They've, they seem to be able to handle this mm -hmm. in a proper manner, mm -hmm. you know, and you build that rapport and that individual yeah. trust and most of the time then not only are you more connected you built a community you also have somebody that you can fall back on when shit gets yeah. kind of hard because if you are their yeah. customer they're going to take yeah. care of you yeah rachel Walmart mentions homeschool which is an excellent option yes. and, but you also have to think there are people who homeschool that don't necessarily know you know, right. they're well, only doing what they right need now. to 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 pass the government required exams. They may right. be teaching wrong or they may have curriculum that's wrong. It's 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 a never ending cycle, really. So oh, yeah. but it, oh, yeah. it comes back to, yeah, we um, the agri sciences have uh, ha have good and bad. But over right. the years, they have found certain things that work and reduce the chance of um famine there, um, there's a lot disease. of stuff where people will will err on the side of caution and maybe mm -hmm. will recommend practices that are overkill because they know that people are going to make mistakes and have those yeah. those levels of human error if you yeah. choose to not play by those recommendations that's your personal choice just right. do so in yeah. it from an educated place yeah if you decide yeah. that okay i'm going to water bath can this this bone broth and mm -hmm. I feel like my handling practices were safe. And I think I've, I've done this before. I think it's going to be fine. That's on you. That's mm -hmm. on you. But mm -hmm. don't sell it to somebody unknown. You know, right. if you right. are going to age your meat a little bit longer than you than you typically would and maybe do some funky stuff, maybe you're going to do some fermentation. Uh, that's fine. If you want to eat it yourself, go go knock yourself out. I don't care if you eat the lilacs in the, in the yard either. That's you personal choice yeah but make an educated decision on it and right. like yeah with homeschooling yeah sure there are people out there who are educating their children that are probably not giving them a proper education there's kids in in uh, public schools that aren't getting a proper oh, education yeah either. yeah that's all the way around but yeah as, your, as a parent as a consumer mm -hmm. as an mm -hmm. individual take responsibility for what's going on yeah. in your life and and yeah like i said homeschooling yeah you're getting homeschooled right now maybe the government yeah. says your schooling stops at at you know 12th grade and you can go and pay somebody to get further education or whatnot. Mm -hmm. This is education right here. Sure it and is. That yeah. education needs to continue. I don't care if you're 95 years old. You yeah. can still open up a podcast and learn how to make jerky. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think that's really important for people to understand yeah. too. They feel like 
it's the excuse of, well, I wasn't taught this in school. They don't, they, nobody taught me. Well, right. you have a computer in your fucking pocket. Sorry. There it is. There it is. Open there it, it is. Open it up and learn. <laughs> yeah. You have access to the entirety of knowledge at your fingertips right now. If you don't use that, that's on you. Yeah. But you also have to balance that with, you know, yeah, it's there, but not every one of them you oh, see. Oh, true, true. Not everywhere. We were don't talking about everything that you do see. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Billy Mays will see you. There you go. We were talking about Billy Mays I, a little bit. Same thing. I just, I went off on, it was, there's colorful language on a TikTok last night. It's the second time I've seen something from this guy. He's this bodybuilder Royd freak talking about ways to take shitty store meat that's contaminated it's got toxins in the fat and how to boil the fat out and add avocado mm. oil and make it healthy and i'm like everything about this is wrong yeah so I, just kind of, I just kind of lost it but you know what people love those videos because they like and, seeing somebody lose their shit and about tide it. pods for heaven's oh, sakes tide right. pods there there's, a, there's tons of idiots out there on social yeah. media yeah. and all over the place and even in some academic spaces giving misinformation but just yeah. telling out there teaching wrong shit so do vet right. your sources check it out and at the end of the day you have to make the educated choice that's right yourself that's right you're right i don't that disagree comes, that comes that. around to everything though, <laughs> it, does. it does it does not just have to sit here and, and say food. that as a as a society mm -hmm. people don't know how to cook or handle their food anymore that right. used to be a survival skill that everybody in some way or another or at least one primary person in the household was pretty skilled at because guess what if you don't eat you die yeah but we've become so reliant on centralized systems now that responsibility has been taken away from us so we haven't been required to learn these things so now when you're in a situation where you need to learn how to cook for yourself how many people don't know how to freaking microwave uh mac and cheese you know they, they, there's mm -hmm. people who just don't know how to boil water yeah, I'd rather boil it than microwave. Ugh. Well, I would too. But you literally have people who don't know anything. Yeah, it doesn't come yeah. with directions on the back of the box. They don't. And know if how they to can read those directions, I <laughs> I know plenty of people who get out of twelfth grade and can barely, you know, they can't fill out a job application. I saw a post yeah. from someone the other day complaining about how they feel like they're uh, they're suffering through malnutrition because Uber Eats can't deliver to their to their home and they've they've been living on cereal. Or, well, I mean, this Do something about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This goes so far beyond what we were originally. See, this is what I can do. I can end up way, and I can do this for hours. I have to be careful. Rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I do a whole hole. podcast of rabbit holes about food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're doing one tonight too, aren't you? I am. I am six p.m. You got on tonight. PM Central. Uh, it's actually going to be just me doing the. Quick okay. updates on a lot of the stuff I've got going on. Catch up. Mm -hmm. Last couple interviews have been, uh, or last couple shows have been interview shows. So I'm going to mm -hmm. do a, a kind of a quick uh, catch everybody up on what I've got going on, projects that are coming up, uh, things I'm trying to, to hammer out. And then probably next week I'll either have, uh, I may have Kyle back on or I may have a couple other people who I haven't had on the show in a while that I want to circle back to or have asked me to. So okay. I'd like to get another one cranked out. I may do an extra interview episode, like on a Saturday, one of these weeks too. Uh, now that I'm starting to wind the deer stuff down, I've got a little bit more flexibility yeah. on that. So it's, it's me really having to devote the time to it. Brian's talking something about soup instructions. That's probably before I started following his, his cast. Yes. So I yes, guess that, it would was be, that would be a good one. Yeah. Oh, he must be talking about the, uh, 
I brought them some stuff. They were really sick over Thanksgiving, and I I was cooking Thanksgiving dinner and stuff. So I had made up a bunch of stuff, and I I made some turkey soup. I put some uh, interesting and colorful instructions on the on the label. <laughs> Are they PG thirteen? Oh, I think nothing I gave them was PG thirteen. There was. Uh, there was some stuff, so. Well, um, share with folks a little bit about. Uh, of course, now I just showed those two uh, packages of spices that you. You oh, yeah. you put together yourself. You blend mm -hmm. them yourself. You measure them. You sell them. Share yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, after I kind of got into butchery eight nine years ago when I moved down here, um, I've worked for multiple different deer processors, uh, and most of these guys do. They're they're known locally for their sausage. They produce sausage mm -hmm. and stuff all year long, um, and they people will bring their animals to them to get them made that way. Uh, worked for two different competitors. Uh, the second one ended up getting more into the large livestock and, and learned all that in and out too, before I branched out on my own because I decided I wanted to do things better and a higher standard than either of those. So I really got into that and I do a couple hundred deer a year uh, at one of my good customers places. They've got a small uh, private butcher facility that we just do the wild game there seasonally. And uh, it's just kind of grown and grown and grown like the first year halfway through i had to upgrade my smoker because i just not did not have enough room to handle the volume of sausage people were asking for mm -hmm. um, and as that's gone on i've gone more towards my own seasoning blends or doctoring up their seasoning blends and shifting more to my own recipes and uh ended up at a couple of festivals doing some barbecue uh, people really seemed to like it and i kind of got the kick in the ass around the same time i started my podcast of why aren't you selling your own seasonings i get a couple customers every year that ask me um, it's just not something I've ever gotten into blending mm -hmm. and, and dealing with that myself. So I've dove headed headfirst into that, really been getting into it. Um, people have really been liking like the smaller batch, like shaker seasonings though. Like that, that rooster dust is more of a barbecue, put it on your chicken type seasoning. Mm -hmm. I've focused more in my career on the sausage and stuff like that. I'm doing large bulk orders of that. So that's where I started, but most of my audience aren't making 40 pounds of sausage at a time and things like that. So I'm mm -hmm. offering that. And I'm starting to get more into the hand blended seasonings. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had a lot of fun with some of it because I'll do some oddball small batch stuff I could never do on a large scale. Like uh, I was posting some pictures yesterday, making veggies and salts and stuff like that and smoking it while I've got the smoker going on, making my own dehydrated small batch blends. And uh, I want to start offering those though to my following in my community on like a mm -hmm. monthly basis. So what we're probably going to do is start something like a, a seasoning of the month kind of club. Oh, so be fun. people could sign up and basically something, some offering that's a standard like that, like that rooster dust or whatnot, mm -hmm. they could get basically a, like a four ounce pack or a, a two ounce glass shaker or whatever. Um, but monthly they would get one of those. And then one of the, I mean, they could sign up for multiple, I'm sure they'll have some options, but you get that. And then also as a subscriber, you would be one of the few that would get the small batch stuff that this is the one time you're ever going to get it. You know, yeah. it's not, you can't go buy it on the shelf. I'm never going to make big batches of it. Uh, I just get creative with it, so you get to to try that, and it's a it's always changing seasonally type stuff. So that'll be my subscription service. Um, I've struggled with that for a little while. Of how do I do something that I can I can monetize it and basically make it a a subscription type thing? Because if I do it, I want it to be something that I can really offer value to somebody, not the same stuff that everybody else is doing. I mean, I can I can monetize my online content and all that fun yeah. stuff, but I want to take what I'm skilled at my value and offer that to my people. So the seasoning thing has really kind of taken off there. Um, and as far as the sausage seasoning, the one that you got 
uh, to try out. That was uh, I did just an initial test batch. Mm -hmm. Took my regular sweet sausage seasoning that I'm I'm working on, hopefully going large scale with. Um, and I did a, a small batch blended version with no sugar, but with stevia extract. So it's all natural alternative sweetener. And I had no idea how that was going to work with meat. But it turned out really good. All of my test batches I made myself were really good. Everything I've sent out to everybody uh, has gotten good feedback so far. So I think we're going to go ahead and do that. It's just that it's a little bit different. I don't know if I'll ever be able to go big, broad scale with that because asking a seasoning company that I work with to blend something bizarre like this stevia extract, it's probably not mm -hmm. a game they're going to play. I have no problem doing that for a lot of these folks who are really getting into the keto. There's mm -hmm. a lot of demand for, I'd like sausage. I'd like seasoned meat. I'd like to have these things, but I don't want carbs in my diet. So right. that's, uh, I need to already need to make another batch of that because uh, I've got one person that wants to buy the last little pack I have of that. So, well, I'm anxious to try it. I, I don't have any unseasoned sausage, um, ground pork. I, I have it. I, it's just in the freezer, so I don't have it. Right, right. It just came yesterday, and uh, so I'll I'll try that. And and uh, I sausage is not. I don't usually offer sausage with the breakfast here at Holstein House, but that I may right. I may make the exception for this. Of course, for those types of things, and um and and folks who are are beat to death with the um with the podcast, I I only do certain things for direct book. Uh, guests if you're right. booking through airbnb you're going to get a very nice stay and you're going to get very good hospitality and you're going to get decent breakfast but the special things the hand hand ground coffee is only going right. to be for uh direct book guests the right, uh, the right. chocolate's only going to be direct book offering guests. those and extra it, perks yeah yeah well, things you can't sale, just get anywhere you're really not going to just yeah. get it right that's western you know right yeah. that's right you're telling so an experience this, this might this might uh this might work out very well because especially Good. if if i'm going to get my drug scale i mean my scales out to um <laughs> no i don't i don't fool with that although my dad did ask me he he saw i had it because i was doing sourdough and uh, i was feeding the sourdough starter and stuff and you and i measure it out by weight not by volume so yeah, that's the only uh, accurate way to do it he'd seen me the scale that was out and he said what are you doing over there <laughs> that no dad i'm addicted to God food. Love my dad. yeah i am i am i am i and it shows that's why staging this camera is so important <laughs> i can hide just about anything depending on how i stage this camera right um but um um no, I, I'm, I am. I'm anxious. I've got to, I've got to get some of uh, the ground right. pork out of the freezer. Yeah. And, and if anybody has something they're looking for, as far as seasoning, um, shoot yeah. me a message. If it's not something that I have out there that I'm offering right now, yeah. I'm looking to add a few more different uh, lines of things. So I want to have like a, probably about a half dozen offerings or whatnot to put up before I really launch that uh, seasoning yeah. of the month, but I'll custom blend stuff too. Um, we had somebody who's in, in the community here locally that uh, was, was basically gifted a deer and they wanted to make a whole ton of sausage themselves at home. So mm -hmm. they they messaged me and said, hey, look, uh, we like your seasoning and stuff. We want to do the sausage ourselves. So here's the amount of meat I'm working with. Mm -hmm. So and they want to do jalapeno cheddar. They wanted half normal cheddar. I calculated it all out by weight, vacuum sealed it up, labeled it, gave them a percentage of it to use you know, per pound if they wanted to split it up and do multiple batches. And they just came and picked it up. So I don't mind doing, if you call me up and say, I've got a 15 pound brisket and I really mm -hmm. want a brisket rub, say less. I'll mix it up for you. What's your address? We'll get it shipped off to you. 
Yeah, so I, I do have uh, in the show notes. I do have a link to your your website and uh, a link to your YouTube channel, so they awesome. should be able awesome. to find it that way. Yep, and the website will hopefully be. I've got a lot of work to get done on that. I've started putting some stuff up on the cart there. I think the regular mm-hmm. sweet breakfast sausage is listed, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more coming there when I get more web time. But if there's something that you're looking for and you don't see on there, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Telegram's the easiest way to find me, but send me an email or something. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll usually make it. You wanna, if I don't have it around, I can whip You want to share your Telegram? Because I don't think I put that on there. It should just I'll be add at, it, but I'll... It should just be at Renegade Butcher or it'll be at uh, Liberty Meat. But you can find Liberty Meat Chat as well. T.me slash Liberty Meat Chat is my mm-hmm. chat that's connected to... Uh, my my consulting and the podcast and that's where we all hang out most of the time okay so, well, well on... let robin know and she'll uh she'll <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get it. you connected if you want we'll yeah. get you connected but uh well we're rolling right at uh at an hour uh 59 minutes and 45 seconds so i'm going to wrap oh. it up thank you so much for coming no, no on problem. it really was Let's fun and 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 it was enlightening uh, believe it or not, it was enlightening, and I think uh, we were able to hold the foul language to a minimum. You did slip one in there, but that's okay. <laughs> I know that was a challenge for you. <laughs> you did. People good. wouldn't know the Renegade Butcher was on the podcast if there wasn't at least some foul language. <laughs> that's all right. I don't jump up and down and get all crazy about it, and and I know there are people out there who say, you know, well, we won't go there. But anyway, I it just. It is what it is. That is part of who you are, and I understand it. And I appreciate you holding back a little bit there on that. So, But uh, I will let you go. We'll have this split. It'll be up on Fountain.fm uh, at the Holstein House podcast, and it'll be also obviously on the YouTube here. And then I do have a Rumble account. I will I will be putting it up on Rumble. So um, have it all over the place. And I hope you have a great day. And don't let the folks there in that parking lot aggravate you too much. Oh, I don't think they will today. (laughs) You take care. And thanks, all you guys, for participating. And we'll see you the next time. Bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.